Welcome back, friends, to a new episode of Priorities on Purpose. This is your girl, Melissa Bapp. And today I wanted to give you a little snippet from an event we did. Gosh, was it 2021, 2022? I think it was 2022. So, so good. I hosted this online event. And in the online event, I basically just asked people to share their testimonies. Like whatever it was that they felt like they could share with the audience and impact them in a positive way, sharing what God has done in their lives. And it was so powerful. Now, it was like two and a half hours long. And so I'm not going to be able to give you all of it. But I thought I would share a little snippet this week and next. And so you can I don't know. Like, it's just powerful messages from people God is using. And I think that you're really going to like it. So it's kind of like pep talk, some real talk, encouragement, life speaking, Jesus believing words. They're going to be short. I think each one's maybe like between 15 and 30 minutes. But I think you'll really, really like it, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Hey there, I'm Melissa Batt, the host of Priorities on Purpose, a podcast for overwhelmed direct sellers who want to grow their income, audience, and influence without sacrificing their mental health and main priorities. Whether you're just starting a new adventure or you're 15 years in and have already climbed the ranks, I want to help you have the life and the business of your dreams. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Or maybe you thought you had it and something changed. Whether you have your entire dream mapped out or have completely given up on all the possibilities, I'm here to remind you that God is bigger than the little box we put him in. This side gig is part of his plan. It's not your sole purpose, but it absolutely has purpose. As a Christian life and business coach, I'm here to help you get out of your head and live with intention so you can enjoy what matters most without the guilt. More time to do what you love, more peace, more impact, more money, and opportunities to give to those you want to help. I promise to be your hype girl, business bestie, and biggest cheerleader as I share proven and simple strategies that will be sure to help you live a fulfilled life with a strong, sustainable business. Are you ready to stop chasing all the shiny things and get laser focused? Put your earbuds in while you're cooking dinner or folding that laundry and let's get to it, friend. This is one time when multitasking is actually going to be beneficial. Understand that brief moment when you pull up at home and you get to sit in your car for just a few minutes all by yourself. You get to debrief from the day and you just get to make your plan of attack before you go into your home. If you know, you know. And that's why I'm sitting in the car right now talking to you ladies. Hey y'all, my name is Tabitha and I am a 46-year-old single mom of a 21-year-old, 18-year-old, and a 5-year-old. Yes, at 41, God allowed me to start over. The day of my first ultrasound, I went with my sister, my very best friend. And the next day, my sister and my nephew were killed. I wanted to sit here today and tell y'all about the seven years that I've had, this hard seven years. But I don't want to do that because my friend Abby reminded me that sometimes God allows us to have a seven-year drought and that my drought was coming to an end. And I'm claiming that and believing that. So what I want you ladies to take from me or what I hope you would take from me today is that no matter how 
bad your life is, no matter how bad your struggle is, no matter how hard it is, that you can live a life of grace and you can live it no matter the fire. I've lived a life of grace under fire. Now, I've made mistakes, but I know that I'm living in God's grace. I know that there's hope in Jesus Christ. I have served Jesus my entire life. At 44 years old, I found myself for the first time completely single, completely single with a two-year-old baby. I was tired. I'm stressed but blessed. That's what I'll tell you. I'm stressed but blessed. I was tired. I was lonely, and I didn't have anywhere I felt like I could go. I'd lost a lot of Christian friends because I had a baby out of wedlock at 41 years old, and that's not really acceptable. But I started a singles group. I started a singles group for people like me, people who were lost, people who were hurting, people who didn't have friends to hang out with, people who needed somebody. It's not a Christian group, but my hope is that that through the group, people see Jesus in me. They see Jesus in others, and they see a place to connect so they don't have to be alone and lonely. It's been a hard seven years for me, but it's coming to an end. And through it all, Jesus has been there. Through it all, Jesus has shown me grace. Jesus has given me hope, and he has been my joy. Joy has always been my word. I don't know where you are in your life, but what I do know is that he is always there, and he's not leaving you, and he's not forsaking you. So hold on to him. I hope you ladies enjoy this conference. I hope you take out of exactly what God has for you. And I hope in some way you just know that there's there's others out there that we're out there and that we're just holding on to God's grace and we're trying to live this life with grace under fire. Y'all have a great day. Hi, my name is Lindsay and I have five kids. I'm married to my high school sweetheart. And when I was asked to talk about what trials God has seen me through, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. It should be easy. I am an author and I write and I speak. That's what I do, what I do for a living. So telling a story about what the Lord has done in my life, what Jesus has done in my life should be really simple. But for some reason this week, like I haven't been able to find the words. And it might be because right now I feel myself in the midst of a storm. And so I've been really, really still this week. And so I went back to Melissa who asked me to write or speak about this. And I said, I don't think I can do it. And she's like, why don't you just help people where you're at right now, right in this moment? Can you share who you are and where you are at because of the storm. And so let me try to articulate it. You know, what's super weird is when God has gifted you with something that you know is a powerful gift. Maybe that gift for you is like being able to show up for other people, to serve other people. Maybe that gift for you is like the gift of cooking or singing or like for me, it's writing and speaking. It's words. I can articulate words. And maybe all of a sudden that feels like it's been yanked out from underneath you. Isn't it weird? Doesn't it put you in this space where you feel so uncomfortable? 
And I think that sometimes God gives those gifts and then he just kind of pulls back on them just for a minute to remind you that, or to remind me anyway, that like, hey, I have given you this gift and it is yours and I want you to use it, but it's still for me and it's not for your glory. And um, when he takes my gifts away from me, the only thing that I can do is be still and be silent. And so that's what I've done. I've spent some time this week just saying, you know what, like I have to completely pull away from all the things I know and all the things I do and just be still. And that's what I've found in most of my trials of faith is that like, I am such a go hard, go in all the way, go achieve more, do more, be more, which is really takes me to a place of burnout if I'm not aware of it. And so when I get into that space of like kind of following where the world takes me, I have to just pull back and I have to know that it's so uncomfortable for me to not have words or to not have that go reaction or to not know where to go next because it's a gift I've been given. I'm decisive. I can articulate. I can make things happen. I truly can. But sometimes I think that God takes those things away from us temporarily because he's like, I need you to just be here with me. And so in those moments, what I tend to do is I journal a lot. Isn't it funny? Like, I think I can't speak, but I think sometimes he's like, these aren't words for other people. These are words between me and you. And he's given me like resources in certain people that truly see me. So sometimes I have to pull away from this electronic world and I have to go meet with somebody face to face to be reminded that of human connection and to be with someone who doesn't expect my words to be magical. And so in this moment where I was asked to give you the kind of magical story, like the pressure I put on myself because I speak and I write and that's the gift that God has given me the pressure felt really immense. And so when I was given the permission to just show up and tell you, like, I don't have the words right now, but what I can tell you is that when I am struggling, sometimes God's just saying, like, shut it all off and stop trying so stinking hard to impress everybody. Stop trying to use my gift to impress people. I will impress who I need to impress with your gifts when that time comes. And then other than that, like, just stop it. This isn't about you, Lindsay. It's about me. And so I just had to be still. And I don't know. Sometimes I think when I don't try so hard, I make way more of an impact than when I'm showing up and trying to do what the world thinks I should do. So this is me without knowing what words to say. And I hope that it speaks to somebody's faith today because being still is like the most uncomfortable, but also the most needed place that I go when I'm in a storm. Hi, I'm Tori Shira. I'd like to share a moment with you where God used something that could have broken me to bring me closer to him. Before my husband and I had kids, we were married for five years. 
and we were young and very selfish individuals. My relationship with God was there. I had grown up in the church, but I didn't have a current relationship with Jesus on where I relied on him. I had created my marriage to be my everything, my world. Um, I had even put my husband on this pedestal where he was my Messiah, almost, or Savior. And we went through a season where our marriage started to disintegrate. We started going in separate directions. We didn't care what the other person was doing. And then finally on New Year's Eve, one year, the word divorce came out. And that crushed me. I was broken. I would cry in my closet for hours at a time after my husband had left for work. And I just kept going, trying to do anything that I could to fix it. I felt like I had the power to fix it. I was in control. So what work would you, what could we do? Could we do counseling? Could we do a marriage conference? Could we do this? Could we do this? And that was not something that my husband at the time wanted to be a part of. He said, no, I don't want to. So I had always done Bible studies, but they never impacted me because, again, I didn't have that daily relationship. And when I went in to sign up for that semester's Bible study, there were two options, one about prayer and then one about marriage. And at first, I was like, I don't want to deal with the marriage one because I already had so much baggage and so much hurt there that I didn't want to do it. And I was like, I just want a couple hours each week where I don't have to think about my marriage in that broken space. And God put it, he really spoke clearly clearly to me. I I remember hearing this small, still voice saying, sign up for the marriage Bible study. This is the one. This is where I want you. And I did it begrudgingly. Not really happy about it. But... What God did in a process of four months was he broke me to a place to where I only relied on him and realized that he is my one and only hope and he is my one and only savior. And that put my marriage in the right perspective for the first time ever. He used the Bible study to make me better. And even if you're the only one working on your marriage, it was 50% better. It was just me working on myself. He brought to light my sin and my transgressions. And when you're coming from a place of humility and realizing how much grace and forgiveness you need, to go back into your marriage, it's a completely different point of view. You just look at marriage differently. You look at your spouse differently. You look at the the bond, the relationship that you have with your spouse differently. And that's exactly what God needed. He needed to make sure that I move my marriage out of first place and move him back into first place. And since that, time, that brokenness, 
my relationship with Jesus continues to grow. My marriage, while we still go through ups and downs, has never been stronger than it is today. And he has used my journey through and disappointment and that season of marriage to help others. And that is something I'm extremely grateful for. Hey friend, that's it for this episode. If you found value, I would love it if you could take a couple of seconds and leave me a quick review. While it may seem super simple, it is so beneficial and gives me the opportunity to help more women. Also take a screenshot and share it on social media with your biggest aha today. Don't forget to tag me at Melissa Bad Official so we can connect. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friend, keep walking it out one baby step at a time because God's got you.